it's not sitting right. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons Quotes that nobody gets anymore Facebook page and nohomers.net. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Today we are here to review Lisa, the beauty queen. What were your thoughts on the episode? Uh, I'm going to get to that in a minute. Yes. Because I've got too much to cover before we talk about the episode. Too much. Uh, I have. We have, we have too little time. Well, I don't care. <laughs> We're going to have to make time for it. The episode might suffer a little bit, but there's too much that I'm excited about. Okay. Firstly... A reminder to everyone, we are giving away double passes to that many things that's not funny at the moment, but you can see Yanni's stand-up comedy show, The Simpsons Taught Me Everything. That is on at the Sydney Comedy Store on the 8th of October. It's not just Melbourne, as we not said just last Melbourne. week. Not just Melbourne. So the Sydney Comedy Store on the 8th of October and the Athenaeum Theatre in Melbourne on the 15th of October. You can enter that by sending us an email at mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Tell us your favourite episode of Four Finger Discount. You can also comment on the Facebook page. We've got a post that's pinned up at the top there talking about your favourite Simpsons character. But I'd prefer it if listeners of the um, show were emailing us rather than coming. And on we Facebook. have been getting a lot of entries. So we have been, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, really, really cool. The guys in uh, Melbourne, you're also going to have the added bonus of getting to meet us. Yes, at Batronica for some pizza, beers, and good times. Exactly, retro gaming. Uh, have we have we announced the other ones yet? Are we allowed to talk about what we're doing there? Yeah, we, just, we said it last week. We did week. last week. I couldn't remember if we had or not. Okay, so uh, we've also got double passes to give away to go see Matt Groening, holy shit, at the Sydney Opera House. That is on November 4th or 5th is the weekend. Yeah, the, the he, weekend of the 4th and 5th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. He's going to be having never-before-aired itchy and scratchy uncensored cartoons. Yeah, God, I can't wait for those. Yeah, just gr- imagine how dark they're going to oh, be. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Like what? I hope it's stuff that, you know, it's never-before-aired. Be, not because it wasn't funny, but because they just looked and went, no, we can't put that on TV. <laughs> like, I actually got me thinking today at work, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like, well, if he's got these uncensored clips of Itchy and Scratchy, that means they went to the effort to make them, which means I wonder what else they've gone to the effort to make that never actually made the TV. Oh, and yeah. they knew it was never getting to the TV, but they just did it for but the But they did it anyway. There must be an archive of stuff there. There would be. That'd be an interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, it would be. Let's hope he gets into it. Yeah, I know. I'd also love the fact that if there was a... Uh, a a documentary about The Simpsons because there's there's not many documentaries about The Simpsons that are done by fans. There's that one that mm. was that Morgan Spurlock. Well, who's that guy that did the Morgan Spurlock? Spurlock is he the guy that did the McDonald's? Yeah, like ate nothing but McDonald's for a month and got fat. Go figure. He did a, a fucking shock ending that that was. Yeah, I know. <laughs> When it was like season 20, I think, of The Simpsons, he did a documentary about the history of the show and whatnot. Oh, okay. I thought like, The Simpsons bigger and better in 3D or some shit like that. Right. But like, I want a, a documentary that really gets into the nitty and gritty of the early 90s, like the glory days of The mm. Simpsons. And there must be so much footage that yeah, I reckon is just sitting there, would, not, never been aired. Yeah, there would have to be behind the scenes stuff. Photos. And, like, like, God, if they weren't thinking of it, then how did they not think of it? Exactly. I'm driving to my photography course and I'm listening to the Simpsons CD that I got. Mm. And see my vest was on and I'm just thinking... I'd love to have watched Harry Shearer sing this. Yeah, that would have been great. Just stuff like that. How fucking great would like it be? Like the unearthed stuff of Robin Williams doing the genie for Aladdin. Exactly. Like little yeah. things to watch them acted as they're doing it is always it must. They must exist. Like, how could they not film something? Mm. They'd have to have filmed them doing the voice acting at Take some, some point. some CCTV footage. <laughs> <laughs> just them entering the studio. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So. Now, one more thing that we need to get off the top of the episode, because there's a very special boy out there, Dando, who listens to this falling just asleep. Just turned 15, apparently, or something? Uh, was it 15? It was 15. Just turned 15. I don't know um, how I remember that. Listens <laughs> to the show with his brother while falling asleep. So his brother very kindly Already asked <laughs> if, we, <laughs> if we could send through uh, a birthday wish 
um, prior at, wish, at the top of the show. Out. Birthday shout out. You know, well, good. We wishes. wish you a happy birthday. Yeah, we're wishing you a happy birthday. So, a shout out from Patty and Slim. Patty and Slim. Uh, Patty, as in Pat. Yeah. And and Slim, his dad, Slim. Oh, okay. Uh, so, a very special happy birthday shout out to Nick Johns Jr. from Wyala. Um, Pat, yeah, but as I said, big fan of the show. I love that we're putting people to sleep. That's that's one of the best compliments that Don't I've we received. Put your wife in some to sleep? Uh, for a while, either that or during bath time. There was that very infamous time that I came home to find your voice <laughs> coming from that the bath. Better be from the phone. <laughs> So, Lisa, the beauty queen, what were your thoughts? You said before off the air that you weren't impressed by it. No, I wasn't, to be perfectly honest. Um, it, I mean, my early thoughts, I, I didn't remember a huge amount about the episode. I, I remembered the petroleum jelly and Bart. I'm starting to think that I could win. Like, for something, for some reason, that really stuck out in my head. Well, it's probably because you used to do it when you were younger. <laughs> Maybe that was the starting point. That was, you know, <laughs> the first time that I reached for heels. And the heels you got on today are quite fine. Thank you very much. But I don't feel like that this shade of rouge really fits with the work uniform. I wasn't going to mention that. Though. Yeah, well, uh, I'll work on that for next time. But I, I, I think it was a really mixed, muddled episode. Like, it, it felt like the storyline and the comedy lived in two entirely different universes. Like, there's a lot of really kind of bizarre comedy in there that doesn't fit within reality, like Skinner beating the shit out of lawyers and, and, and Otto killing a kid and fleeing to Mexico and then completely kind of not running along with that. But Barney blows up the blimp. Barney blows up the blimp. But then you've got this sweet story of Homer and Lisa underneath it all. It just it didn't gel properly. It I don't think Bart and Lisa, uh, Bart and Marge were written in character either. Like, for example, Bart, the way he carries on about the girls. Have you seen the other girls in his pageant? Yeah, he's never once cared about girls ever. He's hated girls. Yeah. I think Flaming Moe's. He's running away from the girls. And I'm thinking, or, or Milhouse getting the girlfriend. Bart's yeah. friend falls in love. That was like six episodes ago. Yeah. It made and, no sense. And then and suddenly he's a dirty perv watching kids' beauty pageants. Yeah, and wants to dress up in drag. Yeah. Yeah, there was just... Uh, yeah, not only likes pageants, but is an expert in them. Yeah. And then Marge doesn't seem to have any sort of uh, empathy for Lisa. She's feeling sorry for her, but she... See, Homer in this episode I thought was great in the sense that he really believed Lisa was mm. beautiful and he wanted to help her. Yeah. He wasn't doing it out of pity, where Marge seemed to be offering pity all the time and then making jokes about uh, Jack Nicholas and stuff like that. I was like, it just doesn't seem right about Marge. No. Yeah, no, there was a lot that was off. That said, there's also a lot of really funny stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Crust- I thought Krusty was great in this episode. Krusty was quality in this yeah. episode. Um, and obviously Blimpy Boy, one of everyone's yeah. favourites. But so like there was funny gear going on. It's just it didn't it didn't all come together well. I always I found now that we do this show, I think I've mentioned this before. I never tend to look forward to the Lisa based episodes because as I was when I was younger, I never liked them. I really just did not like Lisa as a character. Mm. I don't mind them as bad now. There's been some Lisa episodes that we've done already that I've really enjoyed. Yep, this one was okay. It just it had its good moments. I really liked the pageant. Scene. Mm. I thought that was really, really well yeah. done. Yep. But overall, it was just like a middle of the road show. Yeah. There was a few things that it just felt not quite as earned. But what you know, the stuff that I did like about it is that, and I'll get to it in more detail, but I liked Lisa's genuine, really real human reaction to when she finds out that her dad's entered her in the beauty pageant. Like, if you're sitting there thinking that you're hideous and ugly, and then you find out, hey, good news, you're going to be paraded in front of everyone. Like, the way she acted as it is exactly how you would react. She probably then turned around a little bit too quickly, um, in little bits and pieces. Well, she was doing it for Homer because she found it, that he gave up this yeah. great ticket to go on the blimp ride. Yeah, but was also... Willing to accept the fact that she's going to be on stage. Pretty quickly part of it for herself as well. Anyway, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Getting back, though, I, I did think that Lisa being... 
not ashamed but embarrassed of her looks mm. was a subject that does fit in it's a very serious subject that they touched on there in regards to she's starting to hit that age where although it shouldn't looks are starting to play a factor in the way she goes about her life mm. I thought it was a bit maybe a little bit exaggerating that she was embarrassed by a cartoon it's kind of like, okay, that's a caricature, but like, why do you, why are you so, why do you think you're ugly? You're not looking at a photo of yourself. It's a cartoon. Yeah, but, I, well, Ash and I got a caricature done in Universal, and I think from that even, like, they're still exaggerating features that they see. So and you know are there, but you wish kind of were. Yeah. So well, I mean, no, no one's happy, not, not everyone, but a lot of people have features they don't like. Yeah, and if you see that... If it happens to be one of those features that gets exaggerated, then you're like, holy shit, is that what they saw? Is that what they thought of me? And yeah. th- and it can go down that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last time I had a caricature done, I made them do my hair like Clark, uh, like Superman. I was like, can you just give me a little curl there, please? <laughs> like, that's the one thing that I ask. <laughs> so, I walked away feeling like a king. You know what I love about your hair? You got the Mr. Sheffield streak. Really. I do have the Sheffield streak, yeah. <laughs> it's it's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> it's also Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. Yes. If, if yeah. that helps. <laughs> Alrighty, so before we get into the episode, some trivia. Yes, please. I will kick off the proceedings. Okay. What does the guy guess is Homer's age and weight? Oh, uh, four hundred and something pounds. Two four is it? Oh, it's four hundred and thirty and fifty three years old. Fifty three. For some reason, I've got two forty. I must have misheard here. Two forty pounds. Must have. I must have misheard. It was definitely four thirty. Okay, cool. But it's fifty fifty three. Fifty three. Yeah. What is your first question? Uh, what causes the circular pattern in the fields? What? When did that happen? It's when Homer's fascinate, uh, fantasizing about being in the Duff Blimp. I have no idea. Circular pivot irrigation. Straight over my head. Yeah. <laughs> Straight over my head. <laughs> it's when he's like, wow, a ride in the Duff Blimp. Yeah, and I, he's just I remember that like, dream. But I don't remember that part. What causes that circular pattern? Oh, of course yeah. it does. Yeah. yeah. I just remember the Homer, Homer. That's all I can remember from that dream. <laughs> Sorry. What is the name of the ride Otto crashes? Ah, uh, nah. You've got me on that. The Paralyzer. Uh, <laughs> well, how apt. <laughs> um... What is the name of the resident of Laramie Cigarettes? The resident. The resident. <laughs> I didn't know his name. I just got him as Laramie Guy. <laughs> Laramie Guy, Jack Larson. Jack Larson, okay. I'll make sure I mention that during the podcast. Where did Amber Dempsey, is that her name? Amber Dempsey? The, the good... Oh, it was Amber Dempsey, yeah. Because I was thinking of Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, uh, get the eyelash implants. Uh, or Paraguay? Paraguay, yes. Well done. What colour cords did Barney have hanging out the back of his head? Red and blue? Uh, and white? Yeah. Well, no white. No white. There was okay. blue, dark blue, and red. Okay. What is the name of the beauty parlor that Marge takes Lisa to get her hair done? Uh, oh, I reckon I wrote that down. Oh, no, I didn't write it, but I thought of it. It was a pun. Um, I'm going to mispronounce oh, the last word because I don't know what the last word is. No. <laughs> Turn your head and coif? Oh, cough. Qu- yeah, so quaff. Quaff. Okay. Yeah. Turn your head and quaff. What's quaff? Quaff is like a, I think David Copperfield. Like a kind of buffonty, okay, yeah, quaffed hair. Cool, cool. Um, what was the dance move that the girls were getting wrong? In the right order, yeah. What should it have been? Oh, pivot step. No, no. Step pause. Step pause. Pivot, pivot step, step, step. Step. Not step pause. Not step, step pause. Pivot step, step pause. pause. Yeah. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the Spirit Fingers guys from Sky. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. Very similar to that. Uh, what had Krusty eaten before the Little Miss Springfield pageant? Oh, um, 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 um I, I like making it. Brisket. Brisket, yes. yes. <laughs> Final question from me. Who else was in the Chamber of Horrors alongside Dr. Ah, Ruth? damn. I knew you were going to ask this question. I was going to write it in two. What is it? Uh, Mr. T and Ronald Reagan. That's it. I knew it was a president. I've got two more questions. What does the T stand for in Little Miss Springfield when Krusty's singing oh. at the end? T is for... 
Ah, uh, no. Her tooth-filled mouth. Oh, okay. Well done. And finally, what was Amber opening at the grand opening? Look, when she was struck by lightning, what was the store that she was opening? Oh, it was... um. Well, it was at a shopping mall, but it was the anti-reversal, like tire puncture strips to make sure that you don't get out of the car park without yes, paying. Yes, that is correct. And what was being, what store was actually being opened at the same time? Because uh, uh, she was doing the grand opening of that, but like, what store was just being opened? No, that I can't tell you. It was a Danish food chain shop. Okay. With, with a line through the O. Right. Anyway. Okay. So that's my trivia for this week. That was a lot of trivia. That was a lot of trivia. Yes, yeah, like that's 50. like premium podcast trivia. It was. <laughs> How did that happen? No, we don't like the episode. It's about fucking 20 <laughs> questions of trivia. <laughs> Alrighty, so I've only got a couple of facts about the episode. It wasn't many that I could find, but uh, did you listen to the commentary? I'd missed it this week. No, I, I honestly didn't bother this week, although no, I kind of wanted to episodes. just to see if they would apologise for the fact that the writing was so scrambled. It was only done by Jeff Martin. Yeah, I did read that this was kind of at a point that a lot of the original crew were moving off They're the gone, show. Yeah. So, that might have been why. Like, you've got one guy with the ideas and he's like, oh, shit. No, it was actually it it was, it was Al Jean and Reese. They thought of the idea and they said, here, Yeah, but they just gave it, it to him. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like it was just a coupled together, how do we fill this episode, kind of. That might have been why the flow wasn't quite Apparently, there. Jeff Martin was known for writing a lot of songs throughout the episodes that he wrote. Yeah, That's okay. why he gave it to him. But, uh, so, as we said, most of the... <laughs> to then put one song into it. Yeah. Yeah, good job. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Bob Hope was an actual guest. I didn't realise it was the real Bob Hope doing his appearance. I didn't know until after I checked the credits, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was 89 years old when they recorded it. Set me down by that bolt shell. Yeah. <laughs> and he recorded it from his yeah, house. He was 89 years old. 89, yeah. Wow. And he, um, yeah, Conan and uh, maybe Martin, not too sure. Definitely Conan went to his house and recorded it with him. Yeah, okay. That's cool. cool. So, the original air date was October 15th, 1992. Chalkboard gag was, I will not prescribe medication. And I found it hard to describe this couch gag. It's the one where Maggie's already on the couch and Homer, Marge and Bart almost run off screen and go into the white section of the film strip and then oh, they come yeah. back onto the... And then Lisa comes in at the end. Yeah. Well, you've just done a pretty good job of it. Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it kicks off with the school carnival and uh, they get in trouble with a bit of copyright, don't they? They do. Bit of happiest place on earth. Yeah, it's just... Um, geez, it's a real shame that, that Fox have run into some litigious trouble there and weren't able to do something that they wanted to be able to give love to the public. Exactly right. Yeah, mm. I know. What are you doing tomorrow night? Not trivia, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so the lawyers confront Skinner. And Skinner's, as you said, out of character. Mm. I, I know he's been to Vietnam, but we don't see... Do we ever see Skinner badass like this again? Rare. Maybe when he's chasing Bart in, there's a boy who knew too much. Yeah. Like this, but that's sort of... a. That's not him kicking the shit out of somebody. That's just him being like a Terminator. And non-giving-up-school guy. Yeah, yeah. So, I thought it was a bit odd, but it was still funny, though. I love the... It was the funny. Games. I love the delivery on his, you just made an ex-Green Beret mad. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like suddenly he's virtually Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I read that this was a Crocodile Dundee parody. I haven't seen the film, so I'm too sure. The way he handles them is a Crocodile Dundee parody. Uh, I'm assuming the, su- the suitcase part. I think the suitcase is similar. I did like uh, Skinner's final line of copyright expired. Yeah, that was great. As yeah. he adjusts his ties, a little Bond moment. Overall, I did like the carnival scene. Just the way... It, I, I feel they might have wasted a little bit too much time there, but it was every scene was funny, though. Like yeah. Nelson and Martin with the water guns. Bart's Bart running three-card Monty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Willie selling his huggus. Yeah. But this like that was some of the stuff that I felt... Like, while it's funny in isolation, it just doesn't gel overall. Like, what Bart using ninja powder to be able to disappear. Yeah. Like, it, it just... It was like... Where did this come from? Why? Why is it there? The, the funniest one of the whole lot, I feel, is like the, the auto crash as well is ridiculous. Flees the Mexico, but Jimbo Spookhouse. That was the most Simpsons 
That's yeah. the one that felt like a Simpsons joke, didn't yeah. it? And then when nobody else comes oh, out... Oh, and Homer's being made fun of for being fat. The look, oh, the look course, on the yeah. guy's face. <laughs> that was classic. Yeah, yeah. But just uh, when Milhouse walks out. Was it scary? Uh-huh. Oh, baby. Uh-oh. That's when Lisa gets the caricature. Caric- caricature. Oh, difficulty pronouncing that word. Caricature. Yes. Caricature. I can't do it. Caric- caricature. Kim Couture. <laughs> what? I was going to say character. Anyway, uh, so she's getting it done. So, kid, do you uh, like roller skates? Not no. really. Yeah, everybody yeah, likes like- roller skating. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing he knows how to do. Did I ever tell you about the time? Uh, did I ever tell you about the guy that did our our caricature at Universal? No. This black dude, bald head, weighed probably 120 kilos. Oh. Um, so whatever that is in pounds, listeners, you can do your own Google search calculations. Um, I'm not here for all of your answers. This is a visual, so it's not going to work well on the podcast. But he's kind of sitting on this tiny, tiny chair. He's just got. You know, legs legs spread a little bit, weight forward, and he just... Bitch, step back a bit. He doesn't say anything. Like, we sit down, he says, hi, where are you from? That sort of thing. And that's it. Doesn't get names. Doesn't, no no conversation. He just looks and looks and looks. My God, you're crazy. And after 10 to 15 seconds, he starts nodding his head. It's like he's agreeing with himself. And verbally, without saying it, he's like, mm-hmm. You got this. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. And then just goes into drawing. <laughs> it was great. It was the coolest thing in the world. And did it look good? Like the, the yeah, it does. It's, I've got a photo of it. I've, um, I'll send it to you. Cool. It's probably not for everybody. <laughs> it's not Simpsons related. <laughs> so this is where Lisa believes she's ugly. Everyone's oh, you like, know what I didn't realise? Sorry. He drew Ash with massive cleavage. And we didn't realise because he put it into a frame. So like, like it was in this big cardboard frame. Um, so you could only see the faces. And then it wasn't until after... One day, like, we were moving the frame and the picture slipped a little bit. And I was like, son, what's he done here? <laughs> so, that's what he saw. She's like, she was wearing a T-shirt and he just gave her a V-line. <laughs> so, so, you couldn't see cleavage when, Not, he, when he draw when he drew it? Yeah, no, when he first gave it to us. Like, the cleavage was covered by the cardboard frame that he gave it to but us. But I'm, I'm saying he could actually oh, have yeah, cleavage no, out. No. He just assumed. <laughs> he just put it there. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> And I didn't know for a year and a half. Well, you are very heavy set, sweetheart. (laughs) It wasn't for a year and a half that I actually saw it. Oh, that's great. The first time you saw the cleavage? Uh, um, Let's let's end that line of conversation right there. Alrighty, so everyone starts laughing at Lisa, which I thought was a bit cruel. But um, she says, oh my God, I'm ugly. She's just, yeah, just really Mm. distraught by it. That's true. Laughing is not nice. No. In such a pointed way. Yeah, like they were laughing at the fact that she looked ridiculous. Yeah, you don't do that when people are getting caricatures done. At best, you give yourself a sly little... (laughs) And then you get around the corner and like, just see that fucking kid? (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, so that's where we get to the raffle. And first prize is a ride in the Duff Blimp. Second prize is a shoe buffer. Shoe buffer. <laughs> Flanders <laughs> wins it. I love his reaction. <gasps> <gasps> and then Homer's... Oh, it's no fair. We'll never have a buffer. We have one at home. You never use it. Well, I want that one. What's the best thing you've ever won in a raffle? Ooh, in a raffle. I used to be really good at winning jelly bean guessing contests. Oh, nice. That's really, a handy skill. I've won three of them in my life. Yeah. Because yeah. when you're like... From the age of 12 to 15, life is... Guess the jelly beans. Like, yeah. you can't go a week without someone trying to raise money and in school. And you would sit there and you would just, you know, look over it and gloss and you think, oh, I've got this. You try and count <laughs> you turn, them. You turn into Russell Crowe from A Beautiful Mind. <laughs> like, you just see numbers and formulas <laughs> and calculations. 
But uh, yeah, I've guessed to the exact once, and the other two I was the closest to guessing. You got it the exact. Yeah, that Shit, was in that's like, rare. That was in primary school. Current yeah. affair should have come around to cover that. <laughs> that was great. But um, oh, winning a raffle. Ooh, I can't really recall. I don't really enter raffles very often. What about okay. you? Um, oh, I, last week at four, they gave away four cars in a raffle. I didn't win. Oh, fuck, bastards! Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, I no wonder they're going out of business. <laughs> I, well, Ash and I, not in a raffle, but we won a trip to America, so that's pretty hard to top. Yeah. Um, I prefer to tell the story, though, of the time that I cost myself $3,000 in a raffle. There was a reverse raffle, so the last number out is the one that wins, $2,000 first prize. I had two numbers in that raffle and got down to 10 numbers to go. Both of my tickets were in. I was fairly drunk and I was 18 and kind of confident. I was like, I'm guaranteed. One in five chance, of course, this is mine. So I started spending the money in my head. I'm going to buy a PlayStation. PlayStation 3s were just out. That was my big ticket item. Uh, My numbers came out number seven, number five. (laughs) Dreams were shattered really quickly. But then I went, "Mm, I really want that PlayStation. So I caught a cab down to JB Hi-Fi in my drunken state, bought my PlayStation, got back home, plugged it in, onto my old CRT-style television, went, no. I mean, it's good and all, but I don't know if I'm really getting the most value out of it buying on, on this TV. Yeah. Back in a JB Hi-Fi the next day, dropped oh, a couple no. grand on a 42-inch LCD. And that was like the mecca back then, 42. <laughs> well, yeah, back back then. Um, and yeah, so suddenly, just because I got a little bit overconfident, I spent three grand. <laughs> You're surprised you got overconfident? <laughs> well. <laughs> I have, The best thing I've won, just one finally, is this iPad right in front of you on the machine at Time Zone. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're not designed to pay out. That must have been broken. There was a really... <laughs> did, like, as you're getting the um, the iPad, did you see someone just drape a curtain over the machine and they wheel it out <laughs> quietly out the back? <laughs> That's the last time. There's a really funny story to it. I'll tell it at the end of the podcast. Okay. Okay, so getting back to the episode, Homer wins, oh my God, and then it cuts to uh, him celebrating, him singing the Blimpy Boy song. Yep. And Lisa's upset in her room. Flying through the sky, so fancy free. This was a really real moment from Lisa, just the way she's like, Dad, do you think I'm ugly? What I love here about Homer is he genuinely doesn't think she's ugly. No, of course. You couldn't possibly write that and but have it Martin be But Martin wrote Marge in the sense that he does. she does think she's ugly, and she's just sort of... Does she? Homer's giving like genuine positive affirmations that he thinks that she's beautiful. But he's not just doing it to try and make her feel better. He's doing it because he really believes it, where yeah. Marge is... I, don't, I, just, I just feel like Marge's reactions just weren't as serious. Just a little cold or something. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. Okay. She was sort of surprised by it all. I did like the joke, um, the meta kind of joke of it's just how... It's not real. It's just how you'd look if you were a cartoon character. Yeah, that was, that was great. funny. So then Lisa uses a word here that I'm not sure whether it was ever a word. Ugmo? Uh, Ugmo? I've, I've, I've not used it. Was that an American term maybe in the 90s? I'm not I too sure. Know. I've never heard anyone say it. But, uh, I mean, we had fugly. Yeah, we did. We still have it. Yeah. But why it just why would Martin put that in the episode unless it was something? I'd be interested to hear from our listeners whether Ugmo was a word that you would call somebody in the 90s. Mm. Or if it was just something that he'd come up with. Yeah. Like different people have H- their Hoping own it words. would translate into he real words. He was trying to seed Ugmo. Yeah. It sounds like Ugmo. I feel like it's an addition that you would put onto the engine of your car, make it go a bit faster. Yeah. Or like when it's not turning over properly. Check the Ugmo. It sounds like a claymation character. Does a little bit, yeah. Just like a, some blobby alien From dude. like Clay Fighter th- um, on Nintendo 64, <laughs> there would have been Ugbo as a character you could fight. So Homer disagrees with Lisa, basically saying that, you know, I think you're cute as a bug's ear. Another mm. term I'd never heard before, but, you know, I guess bug's ears are cute, are they? On some of them. Never really looked at them. <laughs> but then she says, you know, Does you they just... even have the- I feel uh, like a ladybug would have oh, they, they, they obviously hear sounds, so they must. Yeah. But uh, so she thinks that he's just being, you know, polite and no, you're just biased Ask Grandpa, Grandpa, or Dad, do you think I'm cute as a bug's ear? Dad, am I cute as a bug's ear? No, you're homely as a mule's butt. 
There, see? So then Lisa asks Homer to just please leave her alone. She wants some quiet time. Homer goes to Moe's. This was great. <laughs> Ask if Moe... Moe, have you ever felt unattractive? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and Barney as well. And this is where Homer sees... Is, is it a Laramie commercial or is it a commercial for the Little Miss Springfield pageant? It's a bit of both. Bit like of it's both, a Laramie-sponsored yeah. commercial for Little Miss Springfield. Do you want to elaborate and tell the listeners what happens? Well, we get the great, like, uh, tossing the girl up in the air. Wee! Yeah. Wee! Wee! Turns to camera. She never comes back down. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, sorry, I just thought of actually like a really funny little smash cut you could do of like, wee, 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 throw her up. Cut to Sandra Bullock just hurtling away from Earth in gravity. The gravity. <laughs> opening <laughs> few seconds. Um, uh, I didn't actually write anything else down. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I just thought here was a bit of a sea plant in the fact that Laramie is in cahoots, uh, cahoots with uh, Little Miss Springfield pageant. Yeah. I did like the, the cut to Krusty. Like, I heartily endorse this event or product. Just stock standard footage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the little girl then is promoting smoking. And then Homer, that could be Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Homer then opens his wallet. This was great animation. After they say it's 250 bucks to get in. Oh, yeah, it's $250 to yeah. enter. It was just a great design of having just the Lisa photo and the blimp ticket. And the blimp ticket, And yeah. it's just the dilemma Homer has to go through. Thinks about it for a second, then asks Barney if you'll pay $250 for the ticket. Obviously, yep. Barney does. He gets a, And where's he getting the money from? Doing experiments or something. Yeah, medical experiments. Yeah. Um, basically just offering his body up and then you know he's like been fine. oh sure turn around to see that his head shaved he's just got cables hanging out the back like he's Robocop cut to commercial comes back Lisa is looking in the reflection in her spoon which is a good animation the way they drew it mm. um, obviously you're going to look ugly if you're looking in a reflection well, like that yeah. Marge tries to comfort her with the ugly dunkling song Lisa I know a song that will cheer you up there once was an ugly duckling. So you think I'm ugly? No, no. I meant you were one of the good-looking ducks. That makes fun of the ugly one. Hmm. Homer then says, Lisa, you could have one wish, what would it be? And it's like someone was shut off from the world and never seen by human eyes again. Was your second wish to be entered into the Little Miss <laughs> <Spoonfield> pageant? <laughs> the, the way this whole scene went down was really, really well done. It was, my, it was for me, one of the best parts of the episode. The best yeah. written, the, the most real... And like as you said, like Homer's genuinely trying. You feel bad for Homer here because you think he doesn't understand why Lisa's upset because he she is beautiful through his eyes. Exactly. And he's just trying to make her see that, mm. and he's given up this fucking prize possession that he had. But he never wins anything. Yeah. Blimp ride, and now she just sh- runs away and shoves it in his face. It's like, mm. come on. But mm. she doesn't know that at this point. That obviously, said, if you were Lisa, you'd do exactly the same thing. Yeah. Like you said, she was yeah. written r- real. Like, like imagine if we, you know you have this crippling fear of public speaking and someone's going, hey, great news. I've entered you into an open mic contest. You're hosting the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we get the stupid reaction from Bart. I hated this. Suddenly Bart turns into whatever character it is that Jim Carrey was ripping off in the mask. Yeah, like that the wolf, wolf in thing. That. Yeah. I just thought it was re- it's just stupid. Yeah. I got here, this is just stupid. This mm. goes on too long and it's just out of character. Mm. This made no sense. I don't like it when they write a character to act in a way just to suit the episode story. Yeah, I'm I'm big on that as well. You've got to, particularly by now, you've had three seasons. They're all established. You know who they are. Stick yeah. with it. Yeah, because Bart, you can, Bart goes back to not liking girls yeah, after this. Like you can put them out of their comfort zone. That's fine. But yeah. you've still got to keep them true to who they're at, who the, they are. The way they react to that situation or scenario. Yeah, that you need to keep that real. You know, yeah, to just true to the character. Or you you play around with the thing of like. You know, Homer has the crayon removed, so he suddenly becomes smart. Or Homer's listening to the subliminal tapes, so he suddenly starts increasing his vocabulary. That's when it's done in a way where, like, the whole context of it, the whole point of it is that it's different. But then, like, this is just for no reason at all. Suddenly, Bart is a perv. 
Yeah, and they just offered no explanation as to why. Mm. It just was. So Marge then goes up to Lisa to inform her, you know, you know why or what your father did to get that ticket or to be able to enter you? He mm. gave up the Duff Blimp ticket. Cut to the saddest, <laughs> most forlorn man holding his pickles. Every Simpsons fan who has held a pickle has sung this song. <laughs> you would, you're not a true Simpsons fan unless you've sung this song with the pickle. So Lisa then agrees, you know, I'll do it. As you said before, probably turns around a little bit too quickly because mm. she was so traumatized at having to get in front of people and now she's just like, fine. But yeah. as we said, she was doing it for her dad. He did do a good thing for her. Yeah. We get to the practice, or was it a practice? Or was it like I don't understand when he entered her into the contest. Is she automatically in, or does she have to go through an audition? Because you know when Amber Dempsey first walks in. I'm sorry, I was just thinking maybe it is that by knowing that he sold the Duff Blimp, then that's when she realizes that he's not just doing it to try and be nice. He's doing it because he does genuinely. He's believe. not feeling pity. He yeah really yeah. thinks she's beautiful. That could be why it's such a quick turnaround. Yeah, give him give him some slack on that one. So it cuts to where all the girls, all the snooty girls are with Lisa mm. and Amber Dempsey walks in and flashes her, you know, big eyelashes and whatnot. Now, like I said, is she automatically into it or does she have to audition or whatever? How do Little Miss Springfield or Little Miss contests work? I think you just enter. Just enter? Well, you certainly do in Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. There was, oh, well, there's a regional. So I'm sure that like, you know, at some point there's got to be a thing where you just rock up and yeah. enter. And then, you know... You Call it Australian Idol. It's like little athletics. Yeah. You know, everyone gets to run in that first 100-meter sprint, but the yeah. guy that ran 15 seconds doesn't get to go on to Landy Field. Yeah. <laughs> That's a stupidly local reference. I don't know why. <laughs> Sorry. Any, everyone that listens outside of Geelong just went, what? What's Landy Field? <laughs> so, Lisa's concerned. She's got the photo of Amber. You know, she's the, the Jack Nicholas of the, yeah, of the pageant no, circuit. This is a funny joke. There's no way I can beat this girl. She's the Jack Nicholas of the pageant circuit. No, I don't know that she's as attractive as Jack Nicholas. I meant because they both win all the time, Mom. Oh, well, yes, that's what I meant too. So, uh, Marge says she'll take her to the parlor, take this to the parlor to get her looking all beautiful. Mm. And this is where we get another stupid moment from Bart where he's going to teach her the tricks of the trade. And it's just, I don't know, Bart's written really, really odd. Yeah. Like, it's like Martin just didn't know how to write for Bart at all. Mm. Not one point during this episode did Bart react like Bart. Yeah. Except for the part where he says, as much as this ha- pains me to say, you're not ugly. Yeah, that, that, that was a good moment. That was a nice Bart. But yeah. like comedy-wise, it was just was all off off pace. Yeah. Then we get the beauty parlor hair montage, all the different hairdos. Like mm-hmm. She gets Marge, Mr. T, Princess Leia. Yep. All this, uh, that was funny. And then ultimately just ends up like Lisa, but slightly wavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly the same. Just got the curling iron out And that was enough Next coming up Was my favourite scene In the entire episode it's, Oh yes This was brilliant This was one of my favourite But Homer moments That's <laughs> ever happened Best Purely because I forgot That it happened One of the best Homer quotes Of all time It's oh. up there with um, Women are like a beer You'd yeah. step over your own mother Just to get one oh, it's fantastic it's When it comes to compliments Women are ravenous Blood sucking monsters Always wanting more 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 yeah. <laughs> Not saying it's true But it was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> But then, like, even it's another one of those great, um, you know, <laughs> son, when you're older, you'll know. And then it turns out that I think he's done that joke before. Sandwich something that was about, like, you can't have fun in bed. Yes. Son, yeah, when yeah. you're older, you'll know. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you when you're older. Just yeah. laying in the hammock while Marge throws the Lord's hilarious. <laughs> and then they walk in and they both compliment Lisa and Marge. Or Homer compliments Lisa and then yeah. Bart the... Who's your little friend? Who's your little it's school Mar- friend? And the the acting of their reactions was great. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, you're so nice. What, and what is it? I know a couple of boys are going to get their fed well tonight. Uh, special dessert or special dinner or something yeah. like special, that. Yeah. And as, and Do you know anything else about women, Dad? Nah. No, that's it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> Amazing. That whole scene just written beautifully. So good. So then... Cuts oh, and then Bart... Yeah, sorry. The that waitress. Yeah, yeah, it cuts to the ice cream store to Bart taking his applied knowledge. Just eating this tiny little like medicine cup style sundae. Um, so like you've been pushing that around for an hour. What's like what gives? Like I've just been wondering how someone who works in an ice cream parlor keeps such a trim figure. I've misjudged you. <laughs> challenge for the listeners. <laughs> listeners, challenge of the week: Go to an ice cream parlor and say that to a fat waitress and see what you get. In or return. any waitress. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not discriminate. Oh man! So it cuts to the dance practice. So I'll let you elaborate. This seems like your kind of thing. Very uh, dancing seems like my what spirit camp- fingers. Very shut up. The, the <laughs> campest scene in the yes. entire episode seems like my thing. I said step, pause, turn, pause, pivot, step, step, not step, pause, turn, pause, pivot, step, pause. Oh, shudder. Bart and Maggie are trying to help out Lisa when if she wins, the way she should react and wave to the crowd and give a kiss and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Lisa's having trouble walking in heels, so then Bart tries to show her. It just wasn't funny. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't get the joke. What he was going no. for. So he's trying to say Bart's gay or I don't, he likes being in drag. I get it. It's funny. It's a little bit funny. If you look like, at, at a standalone joke, you don't know, if you're not looking into it too much, it's funny. It's funny. It just doesn't fit. Yeah, it just doesn't fit the character. Yeah. yeah. When you're really critiquing the episode, it just doesn't fit the character. But then we get the really good line, follows it up straight away with, as your brother, it's Do you really think I this. could win? I yeah. I think it's the line that Lisa asks. And then, yeah, Bart gives it the... Do you really think I can win? Hey, I'm starting to think I can win. But those other girls are prettier than me. Lise, as your brother, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to say. You're not ugly. Oh, bite! That, that, that's probably the two best deliveries from Lisa in the episode. It's the, do you think I'm ugly and do you think I can win? She mm. says it to the, the biggest male role models in her life. And yeah. they both give her the answer that she wants to hear, basically. Mm. Uh, it cuts to the actual pageant. The opening is great. That's, this is probably the thing that I remembered most from the episode. The Little Miss Springfield, which, which one, one will, will it be? be? I'll, I'll be honest, I stopped paying attention from this point Yeah. Uh, for the pageant scene. Like, it was good. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I did love Pooh's daughter singing MacArthur Park. Yeah. <laughs> um, ah, that just kept on going, didn't it? <laughs> um, well, I, I did like that. When I grow up, I want to be a sweetie pie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just because I started thinking of Little Miss Sunshine. And that okay. was all I could think of from this point on because, like, I don't know if I've spoken of my love of that film. No, you haven't. But it's holy shit! Is that the greatest ending of all time? I haven't seen. Have it. Have you ever seen it? Oh, I'll have to, I'll I've sh- seen scenes of it. I'll show you later. Like the screaming and whatnot. Yeah, oh, man. But it is such a great movie, listeners. Please, I implore you, if you haven't seen it, watch a little bit of Sunshine. Is that the chick that says the C bomb in? No, that's Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. It's Abigail Breslin. Ah, okay. Little bit of Sunshine. I did think that here Krusty was a, the ultimate professional. Rocks up late. Rocks up late, but then just nails the performance. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly how I would do it. Is this a Republican fundraiser? Yeah. <laughs> but the, the Laramie guy, what's his name? Jack Larson. Jack Larson. Uh, is not happy with the fact that Krusty's late, but it doesn't matter. He's just a complete professional at MCing. He just needs to know what it is, and he'll go out there and do what he needs to do. Yeah. Apu's girl, is it his niece? Who is it? It's not his daughter. I'm not sure. No, it had the same surname. Oh, but it's not established as being... Sorry, Obviously, later on in canon, not his daughter, but yeah. it felt like it was his daughter. Maybe Sanjay's, who knows? Anyway, mm. she puts everyone to sleep. Lisa's then next. I'm never gonna have that recipe again. I uh, I looked that up a little bit about MacArthur, and I cannot give enough credit to Krusty's response. Just That just kept going, didn't it? Um, MacArthur Park, uh, I looked this up on Wikipedia. Although it was a commercial success several times after its initial release, MacArthur Park has been called the worst song ever written. Really? It's, it's flowery lyrics and metaphors, most famously love... 
lost love being likened to a cake left out in the rain uh, have been described as polarising and loopy. However, the author of MacArthur Park has commented, those lyrics were all very real to me. There was nothing psychedelic about it to me. The cake was an available object. <laughs> so, everyone's taken it as a metaphor for love, but no, they've actually just written about this cake that was left out in the you rain. the cake out in the rain. It was a birthday party. It was what I saw in the... Per- it was exactly right. It was what I saw in the park at a birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest thing of all time. Alrighty, so Lisa's up next. I thought her performance was fantastic. Before the performance, cutting into Homer backstage again, being very, very supportive with a marginal backstage. Yeah. Homer backstage supporting her. The petroleum jelly mm. just starts eating it. Mm. Gets a whole yep. handful of it, and he cuts to Lisa singing in Proud Mary, which she does fantastically. Left a good job in the city, working man every night and day. I did a great. Uh, well, I say great. Great uh, performance of that. Did a performance on karaoke at the Chinese bar on Yarra Street. Uh, in great job! It's on YouTube. It's on my Facebook page. It's oh, is hilarious. It? Yeah, nice. I've got la- ladies got out of their chairs and danced with me. Oh, I did that with Bohemian Rhapsody at that <laughs> same place once. <laughs> I had like all these middle-aged women grinding me as I'm singing for our Mary. So that's uh, that's a result. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? Oh, it gives me a chance to visit with a girl's personality. Uh, personally, Amber. Do you think the Bill of Rights is a good thing or a bad thing? Um... Take your time, dear. Good thing. Aww. I think what they are going for here is she has nothing to offer except her eyelashes. She yeah. just says nothing and it just gets her eyes. And everyone's like, yeah. So she ends up winning anyway. But you mm. wanted to say a lot about Krusty before? Well, I just loved Krusty's little reference to... What beauty, was this? Beauty pageant, people going off the rails. It's like that thing went... It's happened a few times. It's happened on Miss Universe relatively recently. Where she was, remember Click, Click? Who, so, what was that about? Well, I don't know names because I don't pay attention to this world. But there was a Miss Universe uh, relatively recently and it, it would not have been the first and it won't be the last. It was... Recently in, now or relatively recently? Recently now. Okay. But I will bet... Any money that you like that it's happened before that stripped their title because they like nude photos have surfaced or something like that, or they do a pose for Playboy or something, and they go, Well, you can't be Miss Universe anymore. So, yeah, that's what, and don't say it won't happen. Click, click, like that's, you know. Okay. Because I couldn't find any references to what it was referencing. Yeah. I couldn't find anything online. There would be so many. There would be like 50. Yeah. So, at least it gets second place. Bless them. Lisa gets second place, which she's really disappointed because she, Lisa just doesn't take failure very well at all. No, she? she doesn't. She's it's like getting the, a B plus. Yeah, she's not the best at something. She just gives up. Mm. She just cracks it. I didn't think it was a bit. Uh, it wasn't very nice to Amber one though. It wasn't very fair. <laughs> it wasn't, but it's very true about how beautiful yeah, pageants how work. work. Yeah. I loved Dan Castellanada's final mm, as Homer finishes off the petroleum jelly. By the way, how, how is it? I'll play it's, the clip. Just play it. It's perfect. It's just so. Is it is, is it satisfied or is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Just so it's it's not a case of oh, I wish there was more in here. It's I'm no, it's I'm content with satisfied. That, how much I've eaten. <laughs> what I love about it is that it would be really hard to just give that one line as a cold reading, like without any context, without any. Maybe he ate delivery an entire petroleum jelly. <laughs> just gave that. Mm. So the family's then watching the news on the TV, and the latest craze apparently is wasting food. But before then, uh, the opening of Shop, the Danish food chain. Yep. Uh, Barney crashes the Duff Blimp, which is obviously a take Hindenburg off of the reference. Hindenburg reference. Yes. Oh, the humanity! <laughs> and then straight back into the news. I don't know why, but that's one of my favourite Brockman lines. Yeah. When, when something goes down, I always yell, oh, the humanity! <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts, obviously, to... Oh, dear. It would be a shame if that pretty dress got wet. I'd say the greater danger is her scepter acting as a lightning rod. Unless it's made out of plastic. Nope. Metal. 
Little Miss Springfield has been struck by lightning. And then it cuts to the parody of after JFK was assassinated when he's on Air Force One, was it? On Air Force right. One? Right. Okay. I, I didn't even realize that. Oh, really? Because yeah. Marge is dressed in, um, what was uh, JFK's wife's name? Kennedy. Jackie. Uh, Jackie Kennedy, yeah. She's in the pink suit. So Marge yeah, is right, okay. in the pink suit. And it's, if you go back, if you Google it, when, uh, what's his name? Lyndon Anderson? Yep. Oh, Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon Johnson. When, when Lyndon Johnson. LBJ. Yeah, yeah. When Lyndon Johnson gets sworn in, that's the exact pose. There's a yeah, photo of right. it. Yeah, okay, so that's cool. what it was taking off. I'd say, I, um, I, I, had I been looking at the TV, that's something that I would have picked up on because <laughs> I, I, I really like, I'll, I'll, I, I, I yeah, I really like JFK, but I just was busy writing at the time, so I missed that. I yeah, have to go yeah. back and watch it again. Uh, it's funny, they asked Dr. Hibbert how she's going, Amber Dempsey. She's yeah. already won the Little Miss Intensive Care yeah, pageant. that's right. <laughs> just there's a pageant for everything. Yeah. Then she gets a, uh, Lisa gets awarded the, the burnt crown and scepter. Springfield's so cheap, they couldn't even buy her a new one. Couldn't get her a it's second all one. melted, and yeah. <laughs> then Krusty gets what's coming to him because he's playing the trick. Congratulations, Lisa. You're the new Little Miss Springfield. Here's your scepter. <laughs> Just kidding. Here you go. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I deserve that. Cut back from commercial, and Lisa is being immortalized at the Wax Museum. Mm. Now, why don't her shoulders or her body, why doesn't it look right? Uh, because they just threw her on the head of Dr. Carter. I have no idea. Dr. Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth, sorry. Now, apparently, I looked it up. Apparently, Dr. Ruth was a famous sex therapist from the 90s. Well, dearie me. Yeah. It's not appropriate. No. <laughs> <laughs> but her head then gets put on a spike next to was it Mr. T, Mr. And, T and Ronald, Ronald Reagan. Reagan. Lisa's then getting a lot of attention from the boys at school. Ralph, as I mm. said, he is still not dumb. What's funny about that is that she looks exactly the same. Yeah, you're really right. She's not different at all, but just because she's been crowned a little bit spring. Is, is her hair... No. Like, no. Suddenly they're fawning over her. That's... Just that's, because she got um, the sash. That's a... um. What would we call that? A plot hole? Uh, no, it's not a plot hole. It's just a element of people being sheep and going along with the crowd. Like, you don't think she's attractive it's until she's won a thing about being attractive and suddenly you're like... Suddenly they notice the girl. So I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. But you're right about Ralph. Yeah, he's not dumb at so all. He's, not, he's still not dumb yet. He, he's, he's sort of like the go-to guy for, for quips, isn't he, at school? Yeah, not necessarily intelligent ones, but he's just more like this kind of aloof kid. He's kind of like the guy that someone will say something, he goes, yeah, you're not, you're not wrong, and then he'll say something mm. else. Yeah, he's that guy at the moment. Then it cuts to the scene of Lisa. She thinks she's welcoming people to the country. <laughs> Deporting families. The violin. Yeah. <laughs> it's just depressing. Then the Bob Hope stand-up at the, I don't know, some sort of army USO thing. show type thing. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Which is a take of a... Po- oh, and, the the exit in the helicopter very famously uh, is a takeoff of Apocalypse Now. From watching this, I've sort of gathered Krusty is the Bob Hope of Springfield. Pretty much, yeah. Just what's the mayor's name? Yeah. Got this. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the mayor's name? Quimby. Beautiful. Just, yeah, just that's all he needs. It's amazing. It's great. The people there are obviously angry that it's not the real Miss Springfield. It's Little Miss Springfield. Yep. I, I would be bothered as well. Yeah. Like, I don't want to look at an eight year old. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's a fair point. And we said the exit's Apocalypse Now. The Laramie guy then wants Lisa to be the spokesperson for cigarettes, basically. You know, you've got to promote it. He has the, the poster, like he's holding up the ad saying it's all designed. It's like, dear God, bless mum, dad and Laramie cigarettes or something. And then we get the introduction to Menthol Moose, who apparently was a takeoff of a character called Joe Camel. Apparently that existed. Okay. Wow. Surprised even in the 90s that was even a thing. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. But wow. <laughs> Just wow. Yeah. I did like the line here from Jack Larson. Is that what it was? Jack Larson? Uh, Larry McGuire. Yes. <laughs> Larry McGuire. Um, you know, people who, you know, liked smoking, thought smoking was cool, are now well, uh, dying. <laughs> <laughs> so we need the young generation to take their place. I thought that was this great way of just summing up why he wants kids to take over. Yeah. Then it cuts to the parade. 
my second favourite line in the whole episode. Bless you, boys. Oh, those are ice cream, man. I know. Lisa then sees the kids smoking. This was stupid as well. Because you're trying to tell me that all those adults in the crowd wouldn't stop their babies from smoking. Who, yeah. who gave them the smokes? Yeah, exactly. I, I know it gets across the point that Lisa wants to stop the kids from being having access to cigarettes, but that's just not realistic at all. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? Actually, again, just to slightly derail the movie from Laramie Guy. Um, another movie for you guys to check out if you haven't watched it is Thank You for Smoking. Oh, you've mentioned that before. It's great. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. And I mean, our one of our favorites on this show, um, J.K. Simmons, who gives it, what have we learned here, Palmer, yeah. has one of the great lines of um, teen smoking, how bread and butter is falling like a shit from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> the way that guy speaks is just amazing. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, <laughs> shit from heaven. When uh, Aaron Eckhart pitches an idea, it's like, hmm, well, something. I was hoping for a little more, but at least you're thinking. The rest of you guys start bashing your fucking heads against the desk until something useful <laughs> falls out. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, Lisa demands that the prey be stopped immediately. This is where she starts to become Lisa, I've got here. It is, but you know, the only thing that I didn't like about that particular speech is that she says that I'm tired of being a corporate shill. This is the first thing that she's done as a corporate thing. Yeah. Before that, she was down at the deportation docks and before that she was at the the army but that was like sort of civil service type stuff had nothing you, she to, wanted to be there had nothing to do with laramie whatsoever no this is the like you've done it for 15 seconds and i'm tired of it she said she's going to speak out against the evils of society and blah 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 lisa being lisa and she starts going off on a tangent i think she's singing the anthem at the football game and complaining that the money for football takes away money from the arts and it was funny when the nerds start chasing oh, them oh well, yeah but this is another thing that of oh, the football team running away the football team run away, running away it's fine if you have that as the joke, but then the issue is that the very next, um, the in the next scene, the newspaper saying nerds pummeled in football yeah, melee, but they've that? run away. How the, like oh, you can't have it both ways. It would have been great. I think the funniest way that joke works is that they say, "Let's get them." They run onto the field, and it cuts there before the football guys even see them, yeah. and then it's just nerds pummeled. Yeah, it just seemed like Jeff was just rushed this one, doesn't uh, it? Everything, doesn't it? everything was just off in ways. Yeah. So the mayor then holds the meeting with all the higher-ups to try and put Lisa out because he doesn't want her having a voice, yeah. basically. I like the way this was drawn. Underground meeting, smoke-filled room. With the, the shadows and everything. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. And Wigan with his potatoes. And it's just great to have Krusty dressed as a clown meeting the power breakers <laughs> of town. <laughs> but yeah, Wigan, like, you know, the whole thing just comes down to... That's to a bit for these chips. <sighs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> there was the, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jack Larson comes in and says he's found the mistake in the application. This yep. is their ticket out. And what was it? What was the mistake? Under the line that said, do not write here, you wrote, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, not under the line. On the line. On the line, yeah. <laughs> but as we said, Bruckman's doing the news report. This was the classic cutting to the goat. Yeah, yeah, that's Sucking right. The, the milk bottle. Yeah. Again, pointless. Kind of funny, but I was like, well, where's it come from? I don't know. I guess it's just something funny to end the episode with because it didn't... Uh, Maybe you didn't want to end the episode on the touching, soppy moment between True. Lisa and Homer. I did like, I did like the delivery though. On oh, it's exactly now, how a news actor would. Do now it, yeah. my interview with Pope John Paul II. That's it. <laughs> Cannot work under these conditions. He says, I'm like, "Get the other guy. I don't care." Yeah. Something along those lines. But yeah, so we get the nice moment between Lisa and Homer before that, mm. where she says, "Dad, do you remember why you entered me in that pageant?" I don't know. Was I drunk? Possibly. But the point is, you wanted me to feel better about myself, and I do. Really? Uh-huh. Will you remember this the next time I wreck your life? It's a deal. It was a nice way to end the episode, but overall... It's a 7 out of 10, 6 a and seven? a half out give of 10. 7? You give a 7? I don't know. Well, look, uh, there's uh, enough uh, funny... For, for, for me, a good episode, a good episode is 7. Okay. 
Okay, I guess this is good. There's enough funny in there. Like, you'll laugh. Yeah, you're There's right. There's a lot yeah, of yeah. stuff to laugh at. It's just that it's also off and it's not well, what would perfect. You, if you give this a seven, what do you give you only move twice? You can't give something 10 out of 10. There's no such thing as 10 sure out of 10. Sure, I can. Nah. Yeah, you can. Nine. No, I'd give you, not, you only move twice 10. Yeah? Is, is there well, such thing as a perfect episode, though? I don't know that 10 out of 10 necessarily means perfect. What does it mean? It's got to be on a scale. If there's nothing better than it, then it's a 10 out of 10. So I go that. It's like a, it's like the Victorian grading system. The 99.9 enter score, they probably didn't get every single question right, but they're still the best, so they're 99.9. Okay. That, that, that's how I've always looked school, at rating that, systems. That's in regards to school, by the way, guys. It is in regards to school in Victoria. So uh, anyway, a fine episode that it's worth watching so you can... Listen along and hear us review it. But and you'll laugh. It's one of those ones where if it's on TV, I might skip it. You know, it's just not one of the best ones. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from this episode, Mitchell? Uh, if you're going to binge, you better perch. I learned that everyone likes roller skating. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh. Yes, it's time for the mailbag. Firstly, thanks to Cameron McCormack for your donation this week, sir. Much appreciated. Thank you, Cam. Fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate if you'd like to chuck a couple of dollars our way. would certainly appreciate it. It helps to pay for the website and all the other stuff that goes in, the Facebook mm. ads, and it helps get this show going. If you'd like to purchase our premium podcast, we've got Bart versus Australia and You Only Move Twice available on the website. If you're going to purchase them, please do it in the same transaction. We pay less fees that way. Cape Fear has been recorded. It's in the process of being editing. It isn't it far will away. Be up soon. Yes, it will not be far away. It, I guarantee you in the next seven days, you will hear Cape Fear in your ears. I think you said that last week. I'm saying it again. Okay. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> so, mailbag. What do we got this week, Mitch? Oh, firstly, we've got a retaliation. Last week in the mailbag, you might, uh, listeners might have remembered that I signed off uh, or towards the end of the episode with Screw Dermot. Um, that was a little running gag that uh, I was I was roped into. And what I love is that Dermot has retaliated. Really? I got sent a screenshot through the week of um, some mess- from a message just going, well, well, well. Getting your Australian friends to fight your battles, are you? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and I said, uh, something like this won't be the last of this. And then as a threat sent through the photo of Santa's little help punching Homer. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> what have we got? We've got a few things in the mailbag. We've got a... Mention the butter thing first. Oh, the butter. So we're going to make the patented space age out of this world. Moon waffles. Now, in Australia, a stick of butter is 250 grams. We've been told that in the States, it's only like 110. So we can cut it in half. Exactly right. So slightly less death inducing hmm. still gonna Bad. be awful but we'll do it um for the Mitch sake we'll do it for the sake of science well that's true you're you're trying to slim down so it's the last <laughs> thing that you want to do um i'm at a point that i just don't care <laughs> <laughs> i haven't been to america yet uh, okay. i want to lose as much weight as possible go to america and put it all and back then put it all again. back on <laughs> yeah nice um no i'm i'm um i go through I go through runs where, like, I, I think, no, oh, no, I should look after myself. I should get better. I'm starting, like... And then the wives say, stop. Nah, you look fine. You're like, you know what? I do. You're right. I do. <laughs> what do I even have a shave? Like, what what, what do I bother owning a razor for? Throw okay. that out. Yep. Change my underwear. Cast away this shit. Why? <laughs> it's just wasted time in the day. Um, okay. To some questions. Or to a question from Russell Forrest. Um... Russell wants to know, what is our favourite future Bart vision? Oh, shit, you sent this to me. I didn't think of an answer. <laughs> so, his, his was uh, on the Whacking Day episode, testing additives and suffering from slight monsterism. Oh, so he means like that. Yeah, like when Bart pictures himself in the future. Oh, I thought you meant like a, a episode based in the future. Oh, uh, no, no, no. So, like when he's like, whoa, a drifter or something yep. like that. For me, it's really hard to go past Bang Bang Bart. I was going to say Bang Bang Bart as well. I just love it. It's just... It's every man's dream. <laughs> to be fat. More to love, baby. To be a fat, <laughs> overweight stripper. Gyrating is... You're fat. 
It is great. The drift is cool, but I I don't know the drift. Yeah, it's kind of funny. But bang bang but it's just the one that comes immediately to your head. Musician with uh, Millhouse. You've changed, man. You used to yeah, be about the music. That's also a pretty good one. What is your favorite Bart future episode? Where he's just it's an episode about Bart being in the future. Um, do you want to know a good one? Mm. And you, I guarantee you haven't watched it. It's okay. called Barthood. Okay, it's from season twenty six. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Though. A lot of our listeners probably haven't watched it yet because it's from season twenty six. Mm. But I highly recommend getting out. It's obviously a play on the movie Boyhood. Yep. Um, check it out. It's just written beautifully. Okay. You, you, it's. I don't want to give anything away because you got to. If I say anything, so does it follow the structure of boy? Or just by the fact you've said it's a play on boy? Yeah, the way, so the way it follows his life, the way yeah, follows his life from young to old. But just the way he has written the relationship, and he does something at the end for Lisa. It's okay. just check it out. Okay, Barthood. I'd highly recommend All it. Right. I should but, watch. I should actually get around to watching Boyhood first, and yeah, then I'll yeah. watch Barthood. Besides Halloween of Horror, my second favorite episode from season twenty six. Recent times, okay. it's probably Halloween of Horror season twenty seven. Oh, it's 27. Fuck, sorry. Yeah, I'm in the wrong season. So it's from season 27, Barthold okay. as well. Yeah, cool. from the later season. All right, awesome. I like that. Check it out. I'm Kent Brockman, and that was My Two Cents. We've got a My Two Cents story that I'm going to kick okay. into from Katie Long. and this is Katie ra- Long. Um, one of our favourites. Yes. Uh, who's looking at starting her own Sabrina the Teenage Witch podcast, oh, by yeah, the way. Oh, right, yeah, um, So, Katie, do that, please. It'll be great. And if there are any Sabrina the Teenage Witch fans out there, or if any cats out there would like to listen to it and hear the you know, what was the cat's name um, Salem Salem yeah, I, was gonna, I freaked out when Billy Gunn and I think The Rock or maybe Ken Shamrock were on Sabrina the Teenage Witch maybe, it was, just, maybe it was just Billy Gunn Mr. Ass I, I, I close to love wrestling back then I was like mm. oh my god anyway yeah, continue cool. <laughs> um, anyway so uh, this was a relatively like it's a short story it's, it's not so much a story so, as much as it was a thing that someone did but it was in regards to someone that owned a soda stream at home, so you know where like you make your own make your kind own of drink. yeah, it's got little carbonated stuff and flavor <laughs> flavor stuff. Um, they would give soda stream, but if you wanted to have one of the drinks from the soda stream, you had to put fifty p into a jar because the replacement cans aren't cheap. Wow, they were charging. So she went to someone's house and they were doing this. Mm. That's dodgy as fuck. Is it what? <laughs> like that's I, I heard one on the radio a while ago of someone that made a sandwich for a mate that was over and then the guy ate it and the guy that made it turned around with Um don't you think that maybe twenty or thirty cents is appropriate for the sandwich? Really? Mm-hmm. Why would you even bother asking for that I much? I don't know. It's kinda of like you when you asked for your change at the shop. Didn't you ask yeah at some sale in town? And you bought something and you need a change? <laughs> That's right. That was when there were, a, a major chain was going out of business. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they, it was like a phone cover or something that I bought from memory. And it was like three bucks down to $1.50. And he scanned it and it came through it. Sorry, it was originally 15 down to three. And then it was 50% off. And they just they went like, yeah, you can have it for $1.50. And then he tried to charge me three. I was like... Um, there's not two of that. There's not two I, in there, baby. I hate to be picky, but I really want that dollar fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I need that can of Pepsi Max and Tesla. Exactly. <laughs> I need an exact change to go buy a coffee. Don't judge me. That's awesome. Anyway, but thank, thank you, Katie, for that story. Now, uh, and now we've got a Simpsons real life story, and in keeping with tradition, we got a good, a good, uh, good, n- good name for it. Good, good, good idea for a name. I don't want to hear it. In keeping idea, with, why? Because in keeping idea, in keeping with tradition, we've got a different name for it this week, which is called "Can I Borrow a Feeling." That is good. Mm. Bart's people is the one that got suggested. 
Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I just I just like that every time a listener sends in a story, they're also like, can I suggest this name for yeah. it? So I'm just going to keep Continue. changing it. There's, there's no name for it. So this comes from Kristen Corby Miller. Firstly, she would like to say thank you for making a commute from work. Uh, sorry. Well, from and to work, I presume, much more bearable. Uh, she lives in a part of Connecticut not far from New York that has soul-crushingly bad traffic and her show really helps keep the mind off it. Now, her husband and I are huge... Sorry. Her husband and her... And <laughs> her husband and I are also huge Simpsons fans. Um, they played the theme song at their wedding when they were introduced at reception, just That's to cool. give an idea. That is kind of cool. I like that. Um, I, I hope that there was some sort of couch game. I got to walk in with the well. Degeneration X theme music when I walked down. Wow. It's cool. I don't remember. Are you what I ready? Had. Anyway, uh, they've recently started introducing the show to their kids. So now, as we're going along with the podcast, she'll watch the show with her children. It's kind of cool. Like okay. we're kind of introducing. Don't the whole let the kids listen to, to the show because we swear too much. Nah, fuck them. <laughs> Wait, that's what? a classic Australian response. To that. It was a classic Australian <laughs> response. Not fuck them, but like, like fuck it, they'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Probably not for America. I think I swear too much for Connecticut. Yeah, I'd say so. Fuck Connecticut. On that note, no, I've never been to Connecticut, but I feel like I would like Connecticut. Stop digging. Just because Continue. of the <laughs> something about Connecticut, it's a good, it's a nice word to say out loud. There's like there's a lot of hard syllables in there. Connecticut, like it's just so satisfying to click off the tongue. It's where WWE headquarters are apparently. Stanford to Connecticut. Yeah, that's relevant. On that <laughs> note, she has a story to share. Our our children go to uh, Catholic school. Well, definitely don't listen to this podcast. And one night at dinner, um, we were discussing that uh, my seven-year-old daughter was learning the Ten Commandments. As we listed off the ones that she could remember, uh, that the family could remember, yep. ten-year-old son, without missing a beat, added, "Thou shalt not take mooches into thine hut." Nice. It was a very proud parenting moment for her. <laughs> After high-fiving the boy, I told him that I needed to share that story with Mitch and Dando. Given that she said that, they must listen to the show. Hello, children. Hello. Don't kids. copy what we say. No. Be nice at school and. Uh, Get good grades and don't swear, particularly yes. in front of the teachers. They won't like it. Apparently, the daughter's also very good at throwing out well-timed quotes. Um, throwing out what quotes? Well-timed Simpsons well-timed, quotes okay, as well. Cool. That's not bad for a seven-year-old to be able to throw out well-timed Simpsons yeah, quotes. Yeah, I wasn't even allowed f- to watch The Simpsons there. <laughs> even for the 10-year-old, that's a pretty good effort. Um, that's it. Well, that was a fucking deflating ending. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's it. It's because I copied more of the email that I meant. So I was reading into my notes and then in my head I went, I don't know, I don't actually want to say that out loud, that bit. That was just sort of signing off. Now, Sorry, I guys. Gonna, I was going to tell the story about my, my iPad, but yeah. I can't be bothered. Do you want me to? But you said I've it was funny. Up. Is well, it good? Oh, it's, it's kind of funny. It's not, it's not funny. I've People will be upset now. Anyway, so basically I was playing one of those games. This is the final thing before the end of the podcast. God, this is a bad start. <laughs> <laughs> you know those games where it's like a wheel, like a wheel of fortune where you've got the wedges, right? Yeah. And I think it'll go through five or six different colors. Oh, like with a little rubber panel flipping... Um, no, oh, it's, so it's, it's, it's flashing it's a, it's a digital readout. Yeah, yeah, okay. flashing colours, and you got to push the buzzer, and it will select a colour. Mm-hmm. And as you get around the wheel, they flash through faster. You've got to stop it on the same colour the whole way around. Yeah. So I'm just playing this machine thing, you know, winning 20 tickets or 50 tickets or whatever. Mm-hmm. Gets to the last one. I said, look, check out this nickel. I've only got one left. She goes, well, get it. I was like, yeah, okay. Bang, got it, right? And then it starts flashing, winner, winner, jackpot. Select your prize. I looked at the prizes. There was PlayStation 4. There was iPads. There was a phone or something else. I said to Nicola, oh, PlayStation. She goes, there's an iPad there. I was like, yeah, there's, play- there's an iPad there. I'm oh, like, no. Okay. So, I'm like, all right. So, let's get the iPad. So, I'm like pushing the button. How do I get the iPad? And nothing's happening. And then there's a countdown starts. It goes like 30, 29. I said to Nicola, 
It's not coming out. Stop. The door's not opening. I don't know what to do. The cat now gets like 10 seconds. I said, I'm going to stay here. You fucking go over to that fucking desk and get the guy to come over here and fix this up because the timer ran out and then it said, please insert money. Uh. And I thought, I've just won something and I'm not going to get it. This kid walks over and goes, can I have a turn? I said, not yet, mate. <laughs> I was like, well, said, not yet. You just wait. You will get your turn. So, <laughs> go play Time Crisis. <laughs> Nicholas waiting. And you throw it like you've you've got the air hockey puck and you just throw it. At, get a bunch of basketballs and you just <laughs> toss it at anyone that comes by. And then Nicola, there's kids picking out fucking toys at you know at times, the shitty toys. Yeah. And Nicola's standing patiently in line. And there were some hand gestures, as is to say, yeah. hurry up, because I, I'm, people want to play this game. So Nicola's looking at me, I'm like, just, I can't, it's visual, I'm like, just yeah. hurry up. So she pushes through these kids, gets the guy, the guy comes over, and he goes, what'd you win? I said, well, I didn't select, I didn't win anything, because I didn't, I didn't open it. And he goes, okay, so you sh- so you sure it won? I was like, I'm telling you, I fucking got all the blue ones. So he goes into the computer system, and sure enough, he was able to so find there's a record. that nothing came out. So Thank God. What, what happened was, you select the prize, you have to manually get up and physically open the door and take the prize out. Oh, I didn't okay. know that. Yeah. I just thought that it would just drop down or something. So anyway, yeah. so I got the iPad. Go back the next day. I said to Nicola, I'm feeling lucky. I'm going to go back there and do it again, right? I get to the... Feeling lucky. I get to, <laughs> you idiots. I get to the last... Yeah, this, is a, this is why people lose billions on pokies every year. <laughs> <laughs> I get to the last wedge. I, I'm pretty much like, I feel like I've got this. I'm pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. So it gets to the last wedge, right? And I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling calm. And Nicola was behind me at the start. And then I look into the reflection of the glass and there's all these heads. And I turn around and there was no shit, like 30 people watching people me. People watching you. And I panicked, turned around and just pushed the button straight away. And everyone was like, ah. And everyone just walked away and I was left there so deflated. You know that they're set, <laughs> right? Like that no matter how well you time it, they're set to only pay out X amount of times. Really? Yeah. Well, I got it's, the iPad. You, you, you're very lucky to get the iPad, but it is literally <laughs> like a poker machine. That's probably what the guy was just like, you sure you won it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's <laughs> the thing. He said those words, are you sure you won it? I'm, like, I'm telling you I won. Suddenly it cuts to that scene from Casino where like that guy's getting yelled at out the back. He's like, yeah. Like it paid off three times and you didn't know. Like it's like it's, it's, it's like you're either too dumb or you're in on the scam. Either way, you're fired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that moment of just turning around and just losing my shit and just pushing it, just because I just panicked and then just the deflation of just everyone there supporting me to oh this is this guy's not as good as we thought he was and just turn around and walk away. And I'm just sat there by myself. <laughs> I felt like the kid was like, I believed in you, man. Please, I believed please, in you. Please, for the love of God, tell me that there was like one kid with a boombox playing pinball wizard. <laughs> That would have made my day. <laughs> the pinball wizard's got such a supple wrist. So on that note, <laughs> it would have been amazing. So on that note, thanks for listening to our review of Lisa the Beauty Queen. <laughs> Check out our premium podcast if you haven't done oh, so yeah, yet. Yeah, the things that you need to do. Yes. Sorry. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Twitter's going well. Follow us on Facebook. I'm sure you already are. And on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. By the premium podcast. But with Australia, you only move twice. Mitch, any final words before we let listeners go? Actually, before you say your final words, yeah. please continue to rate and review us in the iTunes store. Yes, They're going that. up each and every week. Do appreciate it. It just helps us you know, appear when people search for The Simpsons on mm. iTunes. Mm. Which now, we do now. Yes, we and do. Like, you, you type The Simpsons in, we're number one. We want yes. to stay that way. Um, Dando and I uh, we're, are going to be guesting on a community radio show in a couple of weeks' time based out of Swinburne in Melbourne. So if people are even like the... Presumably 650 million radius that, community, that most community radio stations are. We have to play Jasmine. We'll ma- oh, that'd be so great. Um, <laughs> we play we should, we should take, gums. take in. Like, I, don't, I don't know how. Do you music- have a copy of Sax on the Beach? I've got one. Do you want me to take it in? Yeah, bring it in. Like, we should be able to play our own music. That'd be so cool. <laughs> if we walk in, like, moments there. Make it Good moment nice. to you. Play it clean. Anyway, so we'll give some details when that's coming up.
That's it. That's all. That's all I've got for final words this week. Oh, come on, better final words than that. That but, was a plug. Well, it was a plug. But what? What, what do you want from? Thanks me? for listening to our review, Mitch. Any final words? He's straining. I can see the the cogs in his head. He's like, this has to be good now. It's been built up. It has been. And it's not going to be. He's so nervous. I've never seen him this nervous before. He's looking around the room. He's got nothing. Can I batter my eyelids? Does, does that work on podcast? Yeah, the implants. You haven't been to Paraguay yet. I haven't been to Paraguay yet. Well, I have, but that was for a different operation. <laughs> Mine was there we fun. go. That's good final words. <laughs> Catch you next week, guys. Shh.